Welcome to the Octavius Gould Experience, and I am your host, Octavius Gould. Today, I have the pleasure of bringing on as a guest, Bianca Wilder. She is the CEO of BN Wilder Property Management, LLC, that is headquartered in Tampa, Florida. Hello, Bianca. How are you today? Hello. Hi, everyone. So good to join your show today. Super excited. I, I am excited as well because one, I enjoy when I am connected to people, whether it be on IG, Facebook, or LinkedIn, and we make a connection there. And then after communicating or having some dialogue, we end up on this podcast because that's what it's all about. If you're going to be on social media, you have to engage others. And then things like this can happen, right? Absolutely. And we can come up with some amazing ideas together. <laughs> So how do you like Tampa? I'm from here, so I'm adapted to it. I know the areas. I know where to go, where not to go. I know how to connect here and there for resources. So I love it, um, but I do want to move away <laughs> eventually. <laughs> you can't take that ocean beach with you. <sighs> California, I can. <laughs> true, true, true. Now, from what I understand, Bianca, you were born in Tampa, but actually pretty much grew up mostly in New York. Tell me about the difference being a professional in New York, that fast-paced city versus Tampa, which I remember being so much more laid back. Yes. I was young, so I wasn't really in business at that moment, but um, seeing my mom, you know, be a business person out there um, really inspired me to start it. So, you know, seeing her struggle, seeing her hustle really motivated me to be professional. So that's why I'm here. Um, Brooklyn definitely raised me, um, but Tampa made me. <laughs> so people from New York, because I, I am originally from New Jersey, they just yes. naturally seem to have a hustle. Do you find that to be true? Absolutely. I actually talked to someone um, the other day and they were from Philly and it's just like something up north with the, you know, unfortunately struggle and um, single mothers and um, absent uh, fathers. So it's just something about that that brings motivation and positivity. Honestly, I see it. So when you were growing up in New York, you know, in those teenage years, Bianca, what was it that you aspired to be once you got to the age you are at today? Definitely not struggling. <laughs> that was my number one priority for my family. Um, I only have my mom and my grandma at the moment. And um my brothers and sisters were our sister and brothers were, were not there. So it was just us and really just bonding and really figuring out how to get us out of the situation. But I was young, you know, I was only 12 years old. But like you said, it's just a mental thing. And it's just really figuring out where. And um, I feel like there in Brooklyn, it really gave me that extra push. It, you know, if I was here, it would have been different, maybe, you know, maybe I wasn't extra um, motivated or determined to become something bigger if I didn't have that struggle. So I would definitely say that. And I know from some of the information you provided, you thought about becoming a successful business owner, even at a young age. How yes. did the adversity that you were dealing with then prepare you for the entrepreneurial ups and downs that we all face today? Absolutely. I feel like we're still, I'm still going through adversity. I'm still going through it. I'm still learning from it. Uh, I feel like it, it pushed me to become better, to not want to depend on someone, whether it's a company or a person. 
Um, I've worked for corporate for nine years now, going almost 10 years and um, really putting myself first and um, being strong in the areas I'm strong in. So I would say adversity is always going to be there, but just learning to adapt. Are there any things that you do to deal with and cope with the stress? Some people like to meditate or do yoga. What's your go-to or your advice that allows you to get into your zone and get away from the chaos? Number one, I would say my sermons. T.D. Jakes is my go-to um, almost every day. I'm on him watching, uh, meditating, and praying, of course. And then number two, my kids would tell me the beach. <laughs> I love the beach. I love getting away. I'm definitely going to have a beach house one day, and that's just somewhere. I like to be alone a lot. So that's my number number two. And then I would definitely say my kids, you know, going out, having fun, doing things with them that I never got to do as a kid. So I'm always excited to have guests who have kids because I am a girl dad yeah. times two. Yes, and you awesome. Have three kids. So tell me about your kids because I know from reading your bio, they are your inspiration. They yes. are your why or your purpose. Absolutely. Yeah, having my daughter, she's 10 now. Um, in the college days, I was working at that time too and still trying to get education. So having her at a young age, really, and then do, doing it by myself, of course. So um, having a kid pretty much my whole life. Um, I have I've had kids and um, learning to be a parent and, and be a, a structured parent as well. Um, not always that friend type, especially with girls. You, we know they're uh, trying to get away with a lot of things and you're um, sneaky, but, you know, just really knowing how to be a friend and a parent and really balancing that, honestly. Okay. I have to stop you right there because you're speaking my language. <laughs> you have to elaborate on yeah. that balance between friend and a parent yes. because I am so soft when it comes to my daughters. Finding yes. balance is a challenge for me. It's always yes. Okay, what do you what do you want? Okay, you're yes. good. So how do you yes that balance? What can you recommend to people like me that um, struggle <laughs> with that balance? I would say honestly, my mom was strict. Oh my goodness, she was a single mother. Um, she was so strict, but she meant the the best for us. And yeah, we were stubborn. Yeah, we didn't listen. But it instructed me to be the best parent I can be and really balancing that meaning like I have to tell you, you know, the truth and I have to be real with you because the world's not going to be and it's, you know, eventually my kids are going to be, I tell my daughter all the time, you're going to be 18 in eight years. That means you're off to this big world and I have to really be stern with you and you may not, you may see it as punishment or I'm being mean, but no one else is going to tell you, you know, no one else is going to be there for you like your mother. So and then being a friend, having girls days or having son days and my sons are in um, sports. So um, being with them and really my sons are more lenient. See, um, they're more lenient than girls. So you get to like really like enjoy that with your sons because they're they're pretty cool. They listen. They're they're more, you know, respectful to their to the mothers, honest, in my opinion, in my opinion. So I would say that just definitely just being stern because you're their father, you know, you're, you, no one else is going to tell them straight up like you. <laughs> you work on that. Cause I have a 13 year old and a 20 year old who's in college. So oh wow, they know how to pull those strings and punch those buttons to get me to do whatever mm. they want. So, you know, yeah, they have me wrapped <laughs> around that finger. So I'll, I'll work. Yeah. On, you know, when you, when you think about your professional career, 
and all the responsibility that comes with being a mother. How do you get that work-life balance that's so important? You mentioned your son's playing sports. So yes, I'm quite sure after work, you got to drop them off to practice or go to games and then may even jump back on your laptop. So how do you maintain that balance and make that work? Absolutely. It's a mixture, honestly, because I'm there most of the time with the practice. Um, fortunately, I get to stay home now because um, I'm a business owner, but then uh, my husband actually trains them throughout the day. So from six to two, I have free time to be a business owner and to be, to, be a business entrepreneur and, and make those calls and go to those meetings. So I'm very blessed to be able to do that. Um, so when they do get home, I'm a full-time mother. <laughs> from two o'clock to 10 o'clock at night, I'm a full-time mother. And even in between, I still do meetings, you know, still saying, hey, okay, I have a meeting, you know, I have to you know, this is for us to get better. And, and, you know, so I have to really be open with them about that because my sons are so clingy to me. Um, so of course cook and clean and, um, have everything prepared for them throughout the week. So, um, I enjoy it though. So I think if we enjoy it, it's not really work. It's just, um, part of life. So get used to it. <laughs> what sports are they playing? Because you mentioned that your husband is training yes. them. Yes. What, what sports are they involved in? So, so my son, he's been playing, oh my goodness, since he was two, baseball. And um, my husband plays um, football. So now he's in football, of course. And then my son, he's two, about to be three. Um, he plays soccer. And he's, of course, with the boys on the field every day. Literally, he has not missed a day off this whole summer. So I'm so proud of him. He's only two. So, and then my daughter plays soccer um, and basketball. So she's doesn't really care about sports, but my sons are full force with it. So I love it because in, in Florida, mm -hmm. when you play sports, it's it's year round. I have a nephew who's out there in Tampa near yeah. you. And it seems like he goes from basketball to football and then he's doing something else. And I'm wondering, when, you, when do you yes. get a chance to go to the beach and relax? <laughs> year round, yeah. in Jersey, you had the winter. Yeah, you play basketball, but it seems like in Florida, mm -hmm. there are always so many activities and sports that young yes. people are involved in. And I guess that's a good thing because yes. it keeps them out of trouble, right? Absolutely. I was just about to say that. I mean, if it keeps them out of the streets and, you know, doing bad things, let's do it. <laughs> and then it's, it's it's Florida, too. You know, it's always good to be outside. I mean, maybe not right now. It's hot. But, I mean, it's a good time to go to the beach with your family. <laughs> exactly. And, and thinking about family, you mentioned that your mother was a role model to you, someone who influenced you early in life and even as an adult, I assume. Talk to me about that and the impact that she's made on your life. Oh, well, I would say I don't give her enough credit from seeing her work three jobs with four kids by herself pretty much my whole life, honestly. And um make it at work and really just dedicating that to us and now being like, ooh, the best grandma. Like she is the best grandma, I would I would say. And just really giving her, you know, um, giving back to her um for all that she's done. That's that's my motivation, besides my kids, of course. And and being successful, but that's part of it. Um, taking care of her and um letting her know, you know, I appreciate her and um just seeing her struggle, you know, it's made me strong. And, and unfortunately, we all struggle, struggle, of course, but seeing your mother struggle is a different, you know, a different outlook on life. So having my kids not see that from their mother, that's another, you know, that's another inspiration as well. So 
That that is awesome because there is nothing like a mother. You know, my mother passed away when when mm. she was pretty pretty young at the age of forty nine and expectantly. I was only twenty two, so mm. going through all of the adversity that I dealt with as an entrepreneur, and we're going to touch on that in a second, not having that mother figure there and my father being ill at the time was, was, was tough and challenging because you need to lean on them for that wisdom. And sometimes it's book smarts that they will instill upon you. And other times it's street smarts. And mothers seem to have that balance. They know when to tell you, okay, let me peel back that book that I read maybe five Mm -hmm. years ago and give you a little bit from that. Or let me just hit you straight. And hitting you straight may be that tough love that we need sometimes from our parents, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree. That's why I'm like that with my kids and I don't feel bad because Mm -hmm. I am strong and I feel why she did it now. I understand why. Exactly. Um, My kids won't um see it now but I know they'll see it when they're 18 and up I, I'm I guarantee you that because <laughs> I feel it still to this day so how, how did 2020 impact you as a professional and even as a as a parent it has definitely pushed me to know that I can't depend on corporate like I mentioned I've worked corporate my whole life I can't depend on someone else to bring us a check or bring us food on on the table so really becoming, um, really deciding to become an entrepreneur um, and become something that I already am. You know, if I'm already in this industry, why not become it by myself and build my own team? So that's what I did. Um, so it definitely motivated me to become an entrepreneur. And some professionals are pushed into entrepreneurship. Others fall into their entrepreneurial endeavor, endeavor unknowingly. And then you have people yeah. like me where when they were a kid, they knew they wanted to be a business owner. And you kind of talked about how corporate kind of pushed you into it. And in 2022 yes. is when you started your business, be in Wilder Property Management. How did you go about making that decision? Or as some people would call it, take that risk, as they tell us, right? Yes. And yes. go into that endeavor and go swim with the sharks? <laughs> I would say really having faith. I would say really when God shows you something, you have to jump on it. And I've lived like that my whole life. Like whether God tells me to go to California or Texas or or New York, wherever he told me I would move. And that's been my only focus in my life. And um, And really just like, I feel like corporate taught me to be who I am, you know? So it's not like, it's like a bittersweet feeling. So um, I would definitely say that. And what is it, what is it you do? Tell me about your company. What is your value proposition? So if someone's out there in Tampa, which I do have subscribers in that Florida area, especially Tampa, since I resided there, what is it that you do and how you can help people? Absolutely. So I am a property management company. We manage properties. So um, you would see the daily paperwork handle, the vendors, the cleaning, the maintenance, the construction, the customer service. We handle all of that. Um, 
I mean, we manage properties from Texas to Virginia to here in Florida, and then we are acquiring property in Atlanta, or not Atlanta, I'm sorry, Georgia. So um, we are remote and we do have um, packages. So it's not like your typical property management company where it's just this or just this. We are customized for whatever you need. So when I talk to my clients, we sit down and say, okay, this is what you need. This is where you need to be. Um, and that's pretty much it. Um, I'm a people person though. So it's really about making a connection with my clients and really having a relationship with them and really understanding them. It's not like we're robots and this, this, and that. I used to dislike that about corporate where we just had to be robots and never have to have a relationship. We can never have a relationship with our clients, but they're bringing us millions of dollars. So I, I never liked that. So I know to for me as a company, I want that to be an open discussion. And I network from people from construction workers to CEOs to business. It doesn't matter. I, I network with everyone um, because I feel like we all can bring something to each other, <laughs> honestly, at the end of the day, whether it's with my company or with their company. Exactly. And yeah, talking about robots, as you mentioned, what's, what are your thoughts on AI? Are you Are you starting to research it? reach out to subject matter experts and how do you think it's going to impact your business? Oh my goodness. I'm 50, 50 with it. Um, I just feel like it's going to take us being humans away. Like that's the special part about us. We, we bring that intelligence that computers don't bring. Mm -hmm. So I just feel like it's, it's pros and cons to it. I feel like it is necessary, but I don't feel like they should do too much where it takes over, you know, thousands of thousands of jobs that are being lost that I've, I've been reading about. So um, unfortunately it is a good and bad thing. We would have, I would have to say. You know, what's interesting about it is that yeah. certain things that will happen that will impact the business environment. And we're a little slow to adopt or adjust or pivot. The one good thing about this AI situation is there's so much chatter about it that even people who don't consider themselves to be techie or technical or savvy in that regard are starting to research it and ascertain what it is they need to know that they don't know. Unlike a lot of times, as I mentioned, things will happen, new technology will come out and it will be so disruptive that it, it gets or catches people off guard so they're left behind. And the one thing that I mm. do see, because I'm like you, I'm 50-50, wishy-washy on it. I understand that I need to know it and I need to know it well and figure out how to incorporate it into my leadership development firm and business coaching. Yes. I'm just hopeful that people will go out there and research and take advantage of all of the yes. free information that's out there. And with that being said, what is your go-to? Is it a person that you speak to who's a subject matter expert, a blog or some type of material that you access to ascertain the information that you want? I'm both. Um, I have a lot of connections. So I talk to a lot of people in that industry and then I do a lot of research myself. I'm always reading something. I'm always on a blog. I'm always on um, a website just learning because I feel like knowledge is power for me at least. And I'm always educating myself because I want to be one step of my game, honestly. Um, and I feel like everyone should be like that. They should always want to know something and, and gain something other than just living another day. Exactly. And yeah. I think you've had business partners in the past, right? 
Oh, I have a I have a lot of business partners. <laughs> yes, I do. I do. How has that gone for you? Because when I am coaching entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. one of the first thing that comes up is OG, in which everyone calls me. You know, should I get a business partner? And I always love to get people's opinion on whether or not they think they can operate with a business partner, because that is a tricky situation. So with you, what has your experience been like? Well, I partner up with a development company. We're going to talk about that here shortly. But um, he came to me um, from someone in in the industry and actually his um, partner came up with me too. You know, they both found me at the same time. So when I talked with him over the phone, I really got that connection that we were on the same page. We had the same mission. We had the same goals. Um, we were doing the same thing at the same time. It just so happens, um, um, you know, it just worked out. It just happened to work out and really respecting, you know, each other's mission and goals really got us to be partners. And even with my past partners, I still talk to them to this day for advice or or guidance or uh, like I said, I'm always learning. I always want to know. Um, so just being connected and really having a relationship with, with my partners is really important. It's number one. Um, and just really helping them in a different way that I can. You know, we all don't know everything. So really helping them and helping each other, I would say. In Tampa, are there a lot of resources available to entrepreneurs? Oh, yes. Oh, Absolutely. I am connected with so many nonprofits out here, like the city of chamber, the nonprofit habitat. Um, we got, um, empowerments. Um, I'm sorry, I'm just brain dead right now, but so many nonprofits are always looking for, you know, people like that in the industry. So, um, and then they have a whole bunch of free resources for, you know, becoming an entrepreneur and becoming a business owner. Um, that you can really pretty much start anywhere mm-hmm. and the funding's there, the resources are there, the people are there. You just got to go out and research yourself um, and see what you need. Like grants. I mean, there's unlimited grants out there. So just really taking the time to research what you need as a business owner, you will be successful here in Tampa for sure. Great point, because I can recall having conversations with people during 2020 and telling them all of the resources that were available to business owners through the SBA, Small Business Administration. Mm -hmm. And so many people were focused solely on PPP loans. And they didn't realize that there were so many other COVID Mm -hmm. disaster loans out there that a small business could take advantage of as well. And they missed the boat. And what I try to convey to entrepreneurs is that you really have to become savvy as it relates to identifying all of the available resources to you in your business market and who are the right people to connect with because those people know people and absolutely know things right (laughs) absolutely (laughs) i am starting to know that in 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 bible that in business world because that one person like i mentioned my business partners got connected with me from someone else Mm -hmm. so it's all about who you know it really is how do you manage that business relationship? Because again, I mentioned that's a slippery slope and a lot of businesses fell because of lack of funding or lack of unity or unity of command as it relates to the relationship between business partners. So what is it that you all do, you and your business partner 
to communicate effectively, to have or maintain great working relationships? Absolutely. Once a week, we have a team meeting. Um, they, my business partners, if I call them right now, they would answer. So I feel like having that open communication when I worked for corporate, there was not always open door policy. I couldn't talk to the CEO and there was a lot of things that I couldn't accomplish as, you know, working for that company because I didn't know the answer, whether the supervisor, whatever it was. But now that we, me and my partners have open communication, whether that's emailing right back or responding, you know, because we're in a fast pace, knowing your team and where you're at is important. Knowing like, okay, we have to be on this meeting today or we have to have this person next week or knowing that schedule with your partners really has helped us to really be strong. And I feel like having a weekly or daily meet um, until you all get to that strong point so that, you know, I can trust you and I know we're on the same page. Right. Could you, yeah. could you ever have your uh, husband as a business partner? Don't say anything bad because if he listens to this podcast, I'm <laughs> but could he ever be your business partner? I would say, I would say yes and no. And I say that because he doesn't really care for like what I'm doing because he's all into football. That's his life. That's his ever since he was a kid. So I would say that, but then I would say yes, because technically he is, you know, I mean, every day I'm with him and tell him what's going on. He knows what's going on, finances, plans, all of that. So that's, I would say yes and no. <laughs> yeah, I love that so, I love that answer. Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, just, just having that balance too, though, you know, making sure you have the balance that he knows, you know, um, but not really like crowding him with a lot of information too, you know, to, to know when that balances too. So. Yeah. Again, you know, as a business coach that comes up a lot as well when I'm talking to entrepreneurs mm -hmm. and, yeah. you know, I always tell people, I won't drive your car, but I'll give you a roadmap because that's what coaches do. But when it comes to that and people don't have any experience working with the spouse, one of the things that I always tell them is that you have to make sure that your thought process aligns well and you have tremendous communication. Because what I see a lot with, with spouses as it relates to potentially being business partners there's a different dynamic. If one has a corporate or a go-to-work mindset and another one has the entrepreneurial spirit, sometimes they don't align well. You know, at five o'clock, the one person is saying, okay, let's shut it down. You know, I'm off the clock. Whereas the yes. <laughs> entrepreneurial mindset is, okay, yeah, we can eat dinner, but I got to jump back on the grind afterwards. So there's so many different dynamics yes. because it's a different mindset. But what I always tell people, the way you test the waters, which is a great way to approach it, is have your spouse be your advisor because they're able to give you insight and maybe remove some blind spots. They know you better than anyone else knows you outside of a business partner that a person may have had for years. And they may see that entrepreneur doing things or changing due to stress or other things that are happening into a business. And sometimes having that person as your sounding board, you can say, let me just bounce this off of you and get your ideas. Because again, they know you best. They've heard all the stories. So they may be able to give you some advice. And more importantly, as a professional woman, what advice would you give to young women out there who aspire to fulfill their dream, 
of creating their own business and enhancing their brand to help them overcome those entrepreneurial ups and downs, ebbs and flows that we all go through? Absolutely. I would definitely say stay motivated when it doesn't look like it's working, no matter what, if you have a passion about something, you can make money from it. And if you truly wake up every day, whether it's one phone call, one email, one text, um, if you're consistent with it, it's going to manifest and praying, praying over, of course, definitely praying is big. Um, and go out and get it. You know, it's, it's no one's going to bring it to you. It's not like we're, we're hand fed and, um, especially being a mother, it's it's difficult, but it's worthy. It's worthy because we're building generational wealth, and that takes more than just um one phone call or one text. That takes numerous calls and um planning hours and um, meetings and um dedication. I would just say be dedicated to what you are passionate about. Yes, and you said it so well, and you touched on what you are passionate about and, and some of the information that you provided, you were talking about, you know, you have to love what you do. So with that being said, mm -hmm. what would you consider your biggest, and I hate to use the word failure because that's an opportunity or a lesson, but what would you consider your biggest failure and then your greatest achievement? And did that failure help you reach that level of achievement? I would say biggest failure is not knowing enough, um, not being prepared enough, not doing research, not talking to certain people. So now it's pushed me to be that entrepreneur myself to go out and make those phone calls and not be timid and not be shy and go to these events that, you know, we're getting invited to and really announce it, be proud of it, um, not really shy away from the fact that this is what I'm doing forever. You know, sometimes we get hesitant, like, oh, maybe this this is just a hobby. No, this is if you are passionate about it, you can make money from it for sure. What would you say would be your greatest achievement? Because I know if I'm correct, you went to college <laughs> or graduated college later in life, right? Yes, three times, actually. <laughs> I'm actually wrapping up a course right now. I'm actually actually wrapping up my LCAMs online. Um, I'm actually doing another um, training session for real estate investment. So I'm dabbling into that. Um, but I graduated with business management uh, 2019 in California and then broadcasting in 2016. Um, and then um, I did like a little trade school here and there. Um, okay. But ultimately what's important with those is just learning all the technical behind it and learning how to really properly be a successful businesswoman and yeah you can learn this and that but if you're not applying it to you to yourself then what, what's the point of even saying you have that degree so I felt like throughout my all my career or throughout my degrees I felt like I could make a career out of it and um, I knew from the time I started student housing in 2011 that I was gonna be in real estate some way um, I just fell in love with it at that time and knew and, and thus far I've worked for Cushwake. I work for Tampa Housing. I've worked for um, low-income properties. Um, so I knew I was always destined to be in this industry. I just got to figure out how. And education has brought me, glued everything together, honestly. And I'm quite sure my audience, whether they're watching on uh, YouTube or listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or one of the other 
apps or platforms already can tell you are a well-spoken, savvy professional, but what is it about you that if someone's considering doing business with someone in your field, why you? Why should they do business with Bianca? I love helping people. Like, I've always been like that. And if a, one piece of resource can help you get a bag, I'm going to do that. Or one connection or uh, one relationship. So I just feel like for me, I'm a people pleaser. And I love helping. And I've donated a lot of time and money with nonprofits, which I still am doing now. Um, I think about 10, around 10 nonprofits thus far. Um, so, and I'm going to continue to do, to do that. You know, that's what I enjoy doing. I love seeing other people happy. So I feel like just for me, why me? Because I, I'm just a giver. <laughs> I feel like I'm just a giver. And I, I just like to see people win, honestly. I love that. Yeah. Rooting for others, right? We are only in competition with ourselves, correct? Exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I definitely how can feel like people that. get in touch with you? How can they find you? What's your website? Any information yes. that you want to give out today so my audience can locate you when they need your services? You can find me on all platforms at Bianca Wilder. Simply just, just that. Um, I have my website on there. I have my development trailer there on there as well. So you can partner up with them on your, you know, future projects and, um, just Bianca Wilder. I'm on, I'm on all platforms, LinkedIn, Facebook, um, Instagram. I'm not too savvy with Twitter. Um, and I am on TikTok. So there you go. So if you had a thousand people in front of you right now and you had 20 seconds, 30, 40 seconds, to give them some advice that's going to help them reach a level of success or overcome adversity, what would you say? Don't give up. Don't give up no matter how hard it gets, um, no matter how, if it's not looking like it's going the way it's supposed to, um, really trust God, really have a relationship with God. And I mean, God as in Jesus. Um, and I say that because we have a lot of different gods, but I say that because to me, that's, he is what has got me this far. Um, and really just having a passionate, once you figure out what your passion is, um, connect with the right people, try to be a people person, um, and donate a lot of time. I wouldn't say money, donate a lot of people like to see you and really feel your energy. So I'm big on energy. And, and if I feel like, you know, I'm wanted, I'm definitely going to be there. So just, just knowing where you to put your time as well as a business owner, for well sure. Well said, Bianca. <laughs> I truly appreciate you as a guest. I enjoyed our conversation. And I just want to thank my audience for their time. I want to thank you for your time. Again, you can find Bianca at Bianca Wilder. And again, for anyone who's watching or listening, we initiated this networking relationship on LinkedIn, just engaging one another to see how we can help one another become even better business professionals. We have to, that being people who are entrepreneurs, business professionals, whether you're a blue collar worker, white collar worker, utilize technology and the tools that are available to us to identify people who are like-minded, who one, you can help first, because I always say, Unless you make a deposit, don't expect people to make deposits in your account. And then Absolutely. two, they'll be willing to help you. So I appreciate the connection we made on LinkedIn. Yes. Appreciate you being a guest on my 
uh, podcast and dropping these gems and talking about your great business. And yes, I am still jealous about you being in Florida by that pool, <laughs> but thank you for all the knowledge and information you gave thank us today. You. Thank you so much for having me. I'm looking forward to our partnership for sure. Awesome. Hey, enjoy your day. Enjoy your yes. kids. What football team does your husband root for? Because you said he's um, a diehard football Warriors. Person. Well, he he coaches for the Warriors um, at Christian Academy in Wesley Chapel, um, but he played for the NFL and the CFL. So. May, may we ask, because I know my audience will kill me if I don't ask which teams. Which teams did he play for? He played for the Bengals, and then he played for the Bills, and then we were in Toronto. for. So we were in Canada for five years. Um, we were at Toronto, and then we went to Edmonton. So it's been a journey. It's been a journey. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, he must have been good because you don't make it yeah. to the NFL or to the CFL unless you have skills. So that must be why he's a coach now, right? Yes, absolutely. Nine years. He's invested nine years, so he gets to do what he loves. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Thanks to my audience for listening or watching. Everyone have a great day and I'll talk to you soon.